Welcome to the ICANN Podcast. The ICANN Podcast is the podcast for the Indiana Catholic Conference. The Catholic Conference serves as the public policy voice for the Church on behalf of the five Catholic dioceses in Indiana. Hello and welcome back to the ICANN Podcast. This week I am in the office and uh, Recording from our recording studios at the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, uh, but Miss Angela is joining us virtually today, so that's the reason why her audio sounds a little bit different. But it doesn't mean the quality of our presentation will be any uh, lesser. So, Angela, why are you joining us virtually this week? <laughs> I am joining virtually because I'm in a self-imposed quarantine. My husband and I, we are expecting our first grandchild any day, and so we want to be ready if we need to go, <laughs> assist my, my daughter and her husband, and to meet the new little one. Mm-hmm. And during time of COVID, you have to take precautions because, of course, the newborn baby won't have any you know, immunities. Mm-hmm. But we're looking forward to meeting the new person. Yeah, that's just, it's so exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also, my wife and I are expecting our first child here in April. So we just have such uh, joyful uh, future moments for the staff of the Indiana Catholic Conference. So we were talking last week about the, uh, you know, f- shifting our attention to more local issues and encouraging folks in Indiana to uh, look at state politics and to uh, care about state politics and the way they affect us. But this week, we're going to shift our focus a little bit to the federal level. Uh, so why why are we looking at the federal level this week, Angela? There are, there are a few reasons. One, at the local level, because as we told um, our listeners last week, it was crossover. And so that meant bills that started in one chamber went to the other side. And right now they're just on first readings, uh, first and second readings, because of course, if they originated in the Senate, they're new to the members of the House. And so they have to read the bills and become acquainted with them. And they're just now being referred to committees. And so there's not, we, we have been talking to people behind the scenes. It's, it's been a, a busy week. We were able to meet with some representatives on various issues and we continue to do that. But as far as getting other people involved until we know which committees uh, they're assigned to and not every bill that crossed over has been assigned to a committee or had a hearing. Um, there's not a, a lot that we can direct you to do at this point. Mm-hmm. So stay ready, stay vigilant. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But there are a lot of things um, at the national level and the USCCB um, sent out a variety of alerts to us this week and the end of last week about issues. And there are several. So uh, the first one is the uh, Federal Death Penalty Prohibition Act. And um, the bishops all, all throughout the federal executions that we saw in this past year uh, very consistently called for uh, the abolition of the death penalty 
in the United States. And, uh, of course, that affected us here in Indiana as so close to home for us. Uh, and so now we see efforts at the federal level to, uh, to do just as the bishops have been calling for. Um, and not just the bishops. The most recent poll, over um, 60% of Americans felt that it was time for the death penalty to be abolished. Um, this act was... Um, brought back up on the House side with uh, Ayanna Presley uh, out of Massachusetts, and it was just introduced in the Senate, uh, on the Senate side with Senator Durbin. Uh, so we're hopeful for that one. Uh, next one is uh, COVID funding and co- future COVID relief. And the bishops have pretty consistently asked for increases um, to COVID relief, making sure we're targeting the most vulnerable uh, populations, in, who, you know, people who have been very dramatically affected by the coronavirus, whether physically, um, you know, they've actually gotten the illness or economically um, suffered as a result. So um, there's also another piece to this that the USCCB is asking for is that in in the proposed COVID relief, they're wanting to make sure that there are uh, restrictions on funding for abortion. This is something that they've they've always asked for and wanted to include, and it's something that isn't currently being included. So there's kind of this two-pronged approach to uh, asking for additional relief in the U.S. And then the next issue we have is the Equality Act. Uh, and that one, I think, has gotten a lot of press. The, the church has spoken to it um, primarily out of a concern for uh, religious freedom. Um, that's, a, that's a big component of it is there, there aren't any protections for uh, religious communities and for the church. The Vatican published a document in 1992 titled Some Considerations Concerning the Response to Legislative Proposals on the Non-Discrimination of Homosexual Persons. And for any of you who are really interested in digging really deeply into this issue, um, that that document kind of outlines the church's justification for her position on the Equality Act um, and, and other similar legislation. Uh, What's important to remember um is that people might want to make it a, a very stark um, us versus them or a black and white issue that if the church isn't for the Equality Act, then that means they're for discrimination. And that is not the case here. Um, the bishop's statement starts with that they believe that all people should be treated with dignity and respect and not be discriminated against. But the concern is if when you start broadening definitions that that will impinge on religious freedom and the ability to work, teach, worship in the way that we need to. Mm -hmm. So the last piece is federal immigration reform. So uh, Justice for Immigrants, which is uh, part of the USCCB, has uh, issued some action alerts around that. So what's at stake with uh, immigration reform, Angela? With immigration reform, we want to prioritize reunifying and keeping immigrant and refugee families together. Um, We want protections for farm workers and essential workers. Uh, The asylum system uh, um, is fractured, and that needs to be 
repaired. Um, there were several people who were seeking asylum who were sent to wait in another country and they didn't get due process, which is not the way our system normally works. Um, the detention system needs to be reformed because within that detention system, that's when babies and children were separated from their families and parents. And we still have around 500 children that haven't been reunified. And finally, need to address the root causes um, and policies that cause people to leave the land of their birth, their family, their culture, their language, everything they know to go to an uncertain future where within this current system, they could be jailed. I mean, in a detention center, is called a detention center, but they can't come and go when they want to. They are in cells or cages. They're in jail. So that needs to be addressed. And mm -hmm. as Catholics, we're called to welcome the strangers and to respect the dignity of people. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us this week. Have a blessed week. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>